Welcome to the Hearers and Doers podcast. I'm Becky Kaiser, and I'll be the host for this show. Do you need a space where you can show up just as you are? This is your place. Dry shampoo, crying kids, messy house, and barking dogs are all welcome here. Do you need a cheerleader who sees all your amazing potential and unique ways God's called and created you? Done, I'm signing up as captain. I'm a certified life coach and Bible teacher with decades of experience who isn't afraid to tell you the truth you need to hear. Some weeks I'll be sharing practical and encouraging and sometimes correcting shows, and other weeks I'll be introducing you to new and old friends. You ready? Let's go, my friend. Well, before we begin this episode, I wanted to share something really exciting with you. I have always wanted to send my kids to Pine Cove overnight camp. And we did camp in the city one summer and absolutely loved it. And it has been a dream to send my girls. But here's the thing, like every overnight camp, camp can be very, very pricey. Well, I have teamed up with Pine Cove and I am giving everyone who is signing up a first-time camper $250 off your camp registration fee. All you have to do is go to pinecove.com, use promo code Becky, B-E-C-K-Y, 250. Again, the promo code to get $250 off is Becky250. If you don't know what Pine Cove is, it is one of the best overnight. They also have day camps and family camps, but one of the best summer camps for kids. They have everything. They do Bible study and worship and all that, but they also have amazing water activities and ropes courses, horseback riding, trails, like anything you could possibly imagine this camp has it. It is my one, my biggest regret from college is not going and being a counselor at Pine Cove because I saw how much fun it was for all my friends who did it. So I always said when I was in college, one day I'm going to send my kids there. And thanks to Pine Cove and their generosity, we all get to go to Pine Cove this summer. So go to pinecove.com, check it out. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram. Again, that promo code for 250 off is Becky, B-E-C-K-Y, 250. All right, let's get started with today's episode. Today's reading is from John 5, 1 through 29. Soon another feast came around, and Jesus was back in Jerusalem. Near the Sheep Gate in Jerusalem, there was a pool, in Hebrew called Bethsaida, with five alcoves. Hundreds of sick people, blind, crippled, paralyzed, were in these alcoves. One man had been an invalid there for 38 years. When Jesus saw him stretched out by the pool and knew how long he had been there, he said, do you want to get well? And the sick man said, sir, when the water is stirred, I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. By the time I get there, somebody else is already in it. And Jesus said, get up, take your bedroll and start walking. The man was healed on the spot. He picked up his bedroll and walked off. That day happened to be the Sabbath. The Jews stopped the healed man and said, It's the Sabbath. You can't carry your bed roll around. It's against the rules. But he told them, The man who made me well told me to. He said, Take your bed roll and start walking. And they asked, Who gave you the order to take it up and start walking? But the healed man didn't know, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd. A little while, a little later, Jesus found him in the temple and said, You look wonderful. You're well. Don't return to a sinning life or something worse might happen. The man went back and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. 
that it was that is why the Jews were out to get Jesus, because he did this kind of thing on the Sabbath. But Jesus defended himself. My father is working straight through, even on the Sabbath. So am I. They really set that that really set them off. The Jews were now not only out to expose him, they were out to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was calling God his own father, putting himself on level with God. So Jesus explained himself at length. I'm telling you this straight. The son can't independently do a thing, only what he sees the father doing. What the father does, the son does. The father loves the son and includes him in everything he is doing. But you haven't seen the half of it yet. For in the same way that the father raises the dead and creates life, so does the son. The son gives life to anyone he chooses. Neither he nor the father shuts anyone out. The father handed all authority to judge over to the son so that the son would be honored equally with the father. Anyone who dishonors the son dishonors the father. For it was the father's decision to put the son in the place of honor. It's urgent that you listen carefully to this. Anyone here who believes what I am saying right now and aligns himself with the father, who has in fact put in charge, has at this very moment the real, lasting life is no longer condemned to be an outsider. This person was taken, has taken a giant step from the world of the dead to the world of the living. It's urgent that you get this right. The time has arrived. I mean, right now, when dead men and women will hear the voice of the Son of God and hearing will come alive just as the Father has life in himself, he has conferred on the Son life in himself. And he has given him the authority, simply because he is the Son of Man, to decide and carry out matters of judgment. Don't act so surprised at all, at all this. The time is coming when everyone dead and buried will hear his voice. Those who have lived the right way will walk out into a resurrection life, and those who have lived the wrong way into a resurrection judgment. That was John 5, 1 through 29. So now we stop and we ask God, God, how can I be a he- not just a hearer of the word, but a doer also? At the beginning part, we... Um, looked at the man who was healed on the Sabbath. And one of the things that's really interesting about this is here is this man who, what did it say? 38 years. Yeah. 38 years. He'd been crippled for 38 years. We don't know exactly how long he had been stretched out by the pool, but we know he had been there um, for quite some time and no, he could never get anyone to take him in. He could never find anyone to take him in, but yet The moment, the moment he was finally up and walking, carrying his bedroll, people were at his side. Isn't that interesting? They they weren't available when he needed them just to put him, him in the water. But they were, they had plenty of time when it was time to be like, oh, no, 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 no. Let me tell you something. This is something I think we... Anybody who's in church culture, Christian culture, I shouldn't say church culture because not all churches like this, in Christian culture, we all have different roles that we think are very, very, very important, right? Like we we have certain things that we're like, the Bible very clearly says this, or the Bible clearly doesn't say that. And we put these expectations on other people. 
and we miss it. We miss Jesus when we do this too much. An example I'm thinking of right now at the top of my head is right now there is a massive revival happening at a college campus seminary. And I, my Facebook feed is filled with two different, um, or all my social media feeds are filled with two different messages. One, people celebrating this revival. And the other half, people questioning it. And I'm not saying one thing or another. I honestly haven't looked into the revival very much right now. But what I can say is that's a great example that we have these strong opinions of how things should be or shouldn't be that we miss what God is doing. This man had been crippled for 38 years. And when they saw him, instead of totally freaking out, jumping up and down, excited that this crippled man of 38 years was walking. They said, um, how are you walking and why are you carrying that? No, they didn't even say, how are you walking? Who gave you the order to take it up and start walking? It's the Sabbath. You can't carry your bedroll around. It's against the rules. That's what they said. So my doer challenge would be, how am I being the same way? Now, maybe I'd hear the story and be like, I would never, <laughs> I would never do that. But I might look at my friends and put a, put a judgment on them because they don't do things the way I do them. They don't worship the same way I worship or they don't spend the same way I think you should spend or the way that they do relationships is differently. We put judgments on others when we were never supposed to do that in the first place. So who can we celebrate the miracle of God in their life as opposed to judging some silly, silly rule? James one twenty two in the ESV says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Or the message translation says it even more bluntly. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. This podcast is called Hearers and Doers because that's the kind of people we are committing to becoming. Women are men who choose to not just hear what is true, but actually live it out in our day-to-day lives. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser. And if you love today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, my friend. Love you so.